Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the CollectingCast.com podcast with Chris Harris and Edward Lovett. Hello and welcome to another Collecting Cars, well, uh, not a podcast, it's an update. Edward and I are going to have a little chinwag over the Zoom because we haven't had a chinwag for a while and also we haven't recorded any podcasts for a while because I quite like doing them face to face and with current guidelines, I don't think it's responsible to do so and no one will sit within two metres of me anyway. So hello Edward. Um, you've got Hello, Chris. Ear, you've got your ear AirPods in. I'm going au naturel um, in a room. Um, so how's it going? Tell me about the fortress collecting cars, which continues to grow. It's good. It's good. Very busy. Well, I, I am in the office because uh, my wife won't let me put this up on the kitchen uh, on the kitchen wall. Uh, but you know, we 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 are busy. I think you know it's it. You know. I wish I was in California or Australia where we've got the weather on our side because lockdown, poor weather, Brexit, you know, it's still all against us in many ways, but we still seem to be forging forward at pace. Uh, we had a great, great January and February's off to a, a brilliant start. Um, we sold a DB5 last the, night. Um, talk us through the singer. Talk us through the singer. Because the thing is that we seem to have cars that come through and are talked about. There was a 720S, 600LT famously, which really put us on the map uh, probably seven, eight months ago, but the singer is the one of this month, isn't it? Yeah, well, look, look, I, it, I, I'll, uh, I'll go back a little bit on that because there, there was a few, there was a bit of controversy around the singer because it was felt that I owned that car, which I didn't. And it was also felt that I guaranteed the owner uh, a, a number on the car just so he listed it on the platform, which I absolutely didn't. I, I did own the car. I, I owned it at the beginning of um, 2020, and I, and I sold it to the current owner. And uh, he is he bought he bought another property and was keen to sell the car. And we had been trying on international collectibles, which is sort of exists but doesn't really exist anymore because it's it's it doesn't really have a purpose. 
And uh, he, he messaged me a couple of weeks into January to say, um, you know, what's the plan? What, what are we going to do to get this car sold? Um, and obviously, I don't want to give in and say, well, I've failed. Sorry. Um, so I said, look, I, I think the best thing to do is stick it on collecting cars. And to my surprise, he was like, fine. OK, no problem. Well, let's if you're happy to take it on at that reserve, then let's do it. So we photographed it. We got it listed on the website and 75,000 views later and multiple bidders, the car sold for £690,500, which was a considerable amount more than I was asking for the car at international collectibles, which, you know, to a certain extent, I'm sat there thinking, how does that work? You know, I've advertised it and, and I haven't sold it. You know, what, you know what, what have I done wrong? And the truth is, um, you know, a, 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 bit, a bit of a surprise, but hard work. There's 26 of us now in the team here. You know, our, our job is to make sure if you list your car on collecting cars, we put it in front of an audience that are going to bid on the car. And that audience is not necessarily an audience that's sifting around Piston Heads, Auto Trader, Cars.com, Classic Driver, you know, the, the, the websites we've all loved. You know, that these aren't guys that are looking on those websites to buy a singer. It, they've come to our website, maybe looking at a 205 GTI, and they've thought, oh, shit, there's a singer. I, I might bid on that. 300. Oh, I've been outbid. 400. <laughs> and, and, and they get in this moment. And, to, you know, to demonstrate the, the intensity of the bidding on that particular car, you know, we had five bidders on the car over £600,000. And within 48 hours um, after we'd sold the Newcastle Commission, um, two of the underbidders showed interest in buying a singer. Um, so I called a client of mine who I sold a singer to last year, um, made him an offer, which he accepted. And we, we used the buy now function of collecting cars to, to break the record we had broken, you know, three days before, um, which, you know, so nine over almost $960,000 is the equivalent price that we sold the, the, the Somerset Commission for. So, so, yeah, amazing. so, so, so a couple of things that come out of that. First of all, uh, well done. Um, um, second of all, singers really are quite good news, aren't they? This, I think the resto mod thing is only going to get bigger. The, the appeal of a car that has modern day reliability, some robustness to it, but is actually quite analog and beautiful as well is, uh, is just becoming more and more pertinent the more supercars become irrelevant and everyone looks around and thinks there's too many of them and I don't really get them anymore. I think you'd agree with that, wouldn't you? Absolutely, yeah. You know, that, you know, we, we, we know we've seen with Alphaholics and Eagle and Twisted, etc. you know, there's some brilliant products out there and, and there's also a huge difference between the best and the rest. And, you know, I'm fortunate enough to own a singer and, and have had done 15,000 miles in it. You know, it, it's not the same as driving a 73 2.7 RS that's sort of a bit ratty. You know, it, yeah. it, 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 it's a very special thing, you know, fit and finish, but also, you know, the machine they've built, the performance, the mechanical element of it. You know, you, you, you know better than me, Chris, or as well as me, you know, they are incredible pieces of kit. You know, so the hats off to the, to the team in, in California for building such an amazing product. The last thing that comes of it, and I have to say, I have to ask this, and I think this is... When I view collecting cars as just a dispassionate punter that likes 
seeing the eye candy. When a car sells for 690 grand, don't you think, all we take is six grand? Shouldn't we have made that a percentage? Because you must be sitting there thinking, well, we're selling some quite expensive cars now. Well, if I, 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 you know, I have that conversation day in, day out. So we, we sold the DB6, uh, DB5 sorry, last night. Beautiful car. I think it sold for £633,500. The, the guy who bought it, bought it through um, a company, so he'll be able to get the VAT back on the buyer's premium. So his 5% buyer's premium, £5,000, he paid 0.75% buyer's premium. Um, and, and the question is, are we charging too little for that? And the answer is no, we're not. Um, because for us, we put the same energy and effort into selling a 205 GTI as we do a DB6. Um, so, you know, we write a description, we do our due diligence when we're consigning the car, we arrange the photography to make sure it looks the best it can possibly look for the seller. Um, so w- whether we're making £500 off a 205 GTI or £5,000 off a um, DB5, you know, the, the effort is the same. So I, I don't feel we need to charge any more than £5,000 at, at that top end. No, it's, it's uh, but it does look... It does look like a remarkable value proposition when you look at the way that world works, isn't it? When you well, really, like, I know if, our, our competitors, you know, the traditional competitors in the UK would be taking, including that, 15% out of that DB6 last night. Yeah. Yeah, £90,000. Over £90,000. But I have to say... And, 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 Chris, and Chris, that's a buyer's premium. Most of them try and... Uh, take a seller's fee as well, um, sign them up to pay to enter the auction. You have to wait for the next physical auction. You know, it's dead. You know, I'm sorry, but it is. <laughs> the um, So the big rarefied stuff is always good for headlines, but I have to say it's the it's the ordinary tackle that I'm interested in at the moment. So on the site at the moment, there's two things that I keep looking at. There's that very leggy, M5 Touring, the V10 M5 Touring, which just looks like it's been to the moon and back and should have a sticker on it that just says, this thing has rabies. But we all want, everyone (laughs) wants a V10 M5 Estate. And also one that's done miles. I always think, well, it's been looked after and it's had some work done to it. I just keep, and it's in that lovely dark blue. What a car. So last night I'm just sitting there going, and should I have a little, or maybe a little, oh... I just other made a note added. of to the moon and back, by the way. I'm going to use that. Yeah, <laughs> and the other one is uh, that gorgeous Avis Blue E36 M3, the three-litre car that's on there. I'm a bit BMW at the moment. I just, there's something about those cars. That, that's the most critically unacclaimed M3 in history. When that car came out, I remember Performance Car Magazine slammed it. Uh, I remember Autocar slammed it. Everyone thought they were expecting this successor to the E30 M3. And I bought a couple years ago. They're some of the best cars I've ever owned. They are built like tanks. Single Vanos, so the Vanos never really goes wrong. Quite a slow steering rack. That engine, 286 horsepower, original M3 engine, the non-Evo, is an absolute tank. Five-speed gearbox, so that's strong as well. Don't forget the, the gear ca- gearbox casing of the, of the Evo is the same size, but they got six gears in. Ergo, the gear cogs aren't as big and as strong. So they're just underrated, and they they the steering is a bit slow, and they're not they don't feel like a racing car. But what a thing for ten grand! God. Does any of that matter? The steering, slow steering is you know. It, I'll tell you what you get. You, I remember I remember 
doing the old laughing at the magazines and saying, well, you know, steering feel. Who talks? Who sits in the pub and talks about steering feel? It's like, you know, you're just a beardy weirdo. And I got in one for the first time and I went, Jesus Christ, how much lock do you need just to go around a corner? I mean, it does feel like it's from a tank. <laughs> but, but the rest of the cut. So those are the two that are winking out with them. But there is some, there's some, there's some interesting stuff on there. And of course, you're now showing the country of origin because there was some frustration for those first couple of weeks when Australia went live. People would go, "Oh, that looks really interesting." Melbourne? Where's Melbourne? Is that near Dorset? <laughs> <laughs> no, we did, we did have that. You know, we we. Um... <laughs> The, the, the Australian auctions we started putting onto the site in the middle of December, but we knew they weren't going to end until the 4th of January. So, because obviously we needed some time to just get eyeballs on the site and to promote the fact that the cars were, were now going live in Australia. Um, but uh, over the Christmas period, I, I guess it, 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 reflecting on it, it wasn't a lot of complaints, but we had a lot of people saying, How, how do I filter out Australia cars? <laughs> Um, and and it, obviously, as as of uh, t- a week ago last Monday, uh, we we've got the new filtering and locations now listed on the website. But what was ironic in the last in the first two weeks of the Aussie cars ending in January, we sold two of the Aussie cars to the UK, and we sold two cars from the UK to Australia. So I, I know it might not seem it's appropriate to you, but you know the, our, our curation. You know, we, we want you to be able to feel comfortable if you're in the UK bidding on, on a car in Australia, Abu Dhabi, Germany. You know, we, we can help you with shipping and tax advice, etc. Um, but, you know, why, why, why shouldn't you consider buying a great car in Australia if you can't find the right one here in, uh, in the UK? No, makes sense. So yeah. uh, what, what, um, what tickles your turkey this year then? What are you looking at? What do you think is good? What's bad? I think I think almost all supercars are bad news. Would you agree? Um, it, oh, I, the, the market still seems incredibly resilient. You know, the, the, the pace at which cars are selling is, is good, but it, it does all come down to price. You know, the buyers are super smart now. You know, they're very well informed. You know, all the data's there on on the on the internet for you. I think many people are in WhatsApp groups and Facebook groups, so you know they know. The value of a 2018 8, uh, 812 Superfast with 8,000 miles in yellow. What is it, they... Edward? Come on, what is it today? Well, second, that, third of February. That, what is that price? That car's 199,950. Retail. Yeah. Same thing for you, isn't it? But um, the uh, so that's that's a um, that's a lot of value for that car, isn't it? I. I... I, you know, you like you like the F12, and and I, I haven't I spent any time in an F12 to know, and I haven't spent any time in an 812 to be frank. But an 812 is a car that I fancy. It does seem like they're on a downward spiral. However, Ferraris have always been, you know, they get to a point where, as a new model, they depreciate heavily, but they all get to a point where their residuals become quite robust because they're supported by the bottom end of the market. You know, a, a 360 is 60 grand. So, you know, a, a 458 is going to, or sorry, a 430 is going to be 90 grand. A 458 is going to be 110 grand. A 488 is going to be 140. So an F8, you know, is going to be a bit more than that. And they sort of, they manage each, they get to a level and they, they manage yeah. each other. So I, I'm wondering, you know, a, a good late F12 is still 150, 160,000 pounds. So you would have thought, you know, an 812 with two years left, 
uh, on its warranties, three or four years left on the the amazing service packages they offer. You know, they've got to be a pretty good buyer. You know, very high ones. Yeah, I'd have thought so. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna close my curtain, Edward, because I was, I did, I started to look worryingly white then. <laughs> Just do that. See if that just makes me a bit less. That's better. Right. Oh, that's oh, beautiful. Um, no, beautiful. I totally agree um, with this sort of, there is a stability point for every brand. Ferraris, I suppose the older the brand, the more established they are, the more easy it is to, to spot those positions of stability, isn't it? You know, it's easy to have this discussion about Ferrari and Porsche, but around Lamborghini, I find it more difficult because I don't, I think they're a bit more up and down. I think they played a different game. So if you, you know, if you asked me a question about pretty much any Porsche, I could give you a steer. But if you said to me, "What's a SVJ worth now?" I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a clue. Yeah, I know that. That's a, you know, Porsche. You know, we almost don't even need to talk about Porsche because that, you know, that market manages itself. You know, if you price your car well, it'll it'll sell like that. It's as simple as that. You know, there's no, it, it, it's it's very transparent that that market. You know, Lamborghini. I, I've got to say, I'm still a Lamborghini fan, and and I. I, I owned an Aventador, as you as you know, which 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 which, which actually I, I loved at the time, and and I still look at them now. Um, I've, that that market does not seem to be moving at the moment, but uh, and but historically residuals are very high. But it, it it seems to me that everyone's you know pricing their car probably ten twenty percent too high. I think if those prices were to drop down ten percent, you would start seeing traction in the market. Yeah. I th- I think generally people are what just watching the market, waiting for it to come down. So um you you recently said you had a few spaces in your underground car park uh, that yeah. free that you that you wanted to fill. Come on then, you've got you've got three spaces to fill. You need a sports car. So you need something that you would drive for the sake of driving. You need something to pose in and you need something Oh, what are you going so to go for? So, I, I, what am I going to go for? I, w- I would, I would like a, and it's, it's the, the, the conundrum is how long we're going to be in lockdown, Chris, because I hate having cars that I can't drive, and that's the reason I've sold everything. But I, I, I think I would like a two eighty SE three point five convertible with floor shift from nineteen seventy one, ideally in factory black. Um, that that's that that's that's a car I've always. Um, what are they? Three, two, fifty, three hundred. They're they're a lot. They're a lot. <laughs> they're a lot. Yeah. And it and it depends if they're in Europe or America. But you know, if, if the one if the you, one on the site at the moment, where's that? That 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 we, we're hopefully going to sell that car. But that that, that car's about two hundred and twenty-five thousand euros. Okay, where is it? Yeah, you know, it's a lot of money. It's, it's in Germany. It's in Germany. Is it? That, okay. that's a that's a column shift, not a floor shift. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I would have had a run at that car, and it's also not its original color. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what? So what else? So there, there's there's that. Um, I think I fancy just a very simple nine eleven, whether it be a two liter or um, two point four S or two point two S or two liter S or something like that. Narrow body, three seventy four. I think I hanker after one of those again. And what what was the other one in your your list of so, well, you, you've got two old ones. You need something new and quite fast. Um, that, so, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Why did I sell that black 911R? That, 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 so the, none, the one, I mean, several cars of yours, I don't understand why you sold. F40, I think you shouldn't have sold that. Um, and um, the 911R. And the other one is that black speedster you had. Well, that was a enough, lovely car. I, I know, I know, I know, I know. But if I had a, if I'd had that black speedster in the garage since October, well, how would I, when would I used it? Well, in fairness, you could I think you could apply that to many car users in the UK at the moment. We're not living in normal times, but I, I get it. If you can't use, I'm not you. If I can't use them, I've just had um, I feel the green shoots of recovery now, to use the cliche. So I've just bought uh, an E twenty one three two three I, which I'm going to just make it look make it look quite pretty and, and use this summer um i've got um a few other bits and bobs planned uh so uh, but like you I, i've sold a few bits and bobs because i just didn't like you know i've sold my 1m because i just it's just gone because i just i didn't see any any point in having it at the moment so i didn't put yeah. it on the site i actually got an offer from somewhere where it was stored at, so i just got told um uh so i think no i so the one car we haven't mentioned there which obviously you know we're you know we're we're online chris we've got to talk about this you know yaris gr you know do i need oh, yaris gr do I, do I need yaris gr well okay the yaris gr is a really interesting case in point because i think it's the life cycle of a car is a bit like the life cycle of a, of a pop star you go from being the thing to, to suddenly not being the thing to, from being cool to not being cool. And in a car, that can take a long time to go through the cycles. You know, the 964 RS was lambasted when it was launched. It was considered to be, what's the point? You know, no one saw the point. And then suddenly they became very cheap because no one really knew what to do with them. And they were just track day slags that you met at the Nürburgring and no one else used them. And so one day you turn around, it's the most fetid RS of all. Everyone's paying 300 grand for them. I remember when you couldn't give them away for 25 grand. The Yaris GR is that but the, but it's compre- it's life's been compressed into about 3 months we knew it was coming and we were excited by it because we'd heard the ludicrousness of the money they'd spent on the mechanicals then when it arrived we thought it was amazing and 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 everyone that drove it whose opinion I trust agreed with me that it's just an awesome bit of kit um and surprises on every level and it's engaging and reminds you why supercars are a bit silly and what usable performance is all about but then Everyone was talking about it too much. It was just, there was just almost sort of, there was this oversaturation of Yaris GR chat. And then every friggin' influencer said they were owning one and buying one. And then they started wrapping them and doing everything else. And suddenly, within about two weeks, you're going, do you know what? I'd rather not hear about the Yaris GR for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really strange. It's, it's almost the first car that's had a, a life cycle that's been compressed into, into a very small space. But the reality is, yes, you should. I'm going to borrow I, I, one for a 
couple of months. I'll, 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 Ian said I can come up and have a drive of his uh, his pimped out one, so I'll, I'll do that. Um, I did yeah. uh, I, I, I did a Zoom call with Damien from Car Guys TV the other day, just talking to him about uh, from the uh, the customer point of view and the car salesman point of view, and we had quite a good conversation. And one one of the cars we talked about was the 812 Superfast, and it, and I think it, it, just thinking back to my salesman days, you know, this when McLaren the 458 and the MP124C were launched almost on the same day, and I was in in it in Bologna. I remember the hotel I was in. I remember the customers I was with, and on the screen came up the McLaren. They launched it knowing that all the customers were in Italy for the preview of the 458. So we saw the car, took a fucking year or something for the first ones to be delivered. <laughs> so, you know, not, not, not only do we need to hear the press waffling on about them for the year, and then you get a three-year waiting list. So by the time you take delivery of your 458 or your 812 or whatever, every man and his dog's had one, every journalist's driven one, every influencer's sort of been filming one. It just, it loses the specialness to it. And I, I, I hate that. I hate it. No, I, I, uh, from a customer perspective, I can totally see that. And I think yeah. it's quite interesting that McLaren, with some very high-end stuff, made sure that customers got cars before anyone. Like, you know, there, there, was a, there was a customer driving his or her Speedtail before I drove the car for Top Gear. You know, yeah. we, and that's the right thing to do. If I'd spent three million quid on something, I don't want Johnny Dickhead from bloody South Wales, who's got a bald patch, driving it before me, thanks. Yeah. So uh, I get that. The... For me, the cars that are really interesting to me at the moment, Yaris GR does really interest me. Um, the M2 um, remains quite interesting to me because I, uh, I'm not, sh I'm not sure whether I'm going to change my comp pack, which I've done quite a bit to, for a CS because there are a couple of CSs around, and even though I think they're such a similar car, I think in five years' time, because I intend to keep that car for hundred thousand miles, maybe more. I think a CS could be worth a load more just by dint of the fact that it is the CS, not, you know, carbon roof makes no difference. So M2, the more BMW seem to be making a hash of things, the more I look to their immediate past and think, cool, they, they really have made some great cars in the last few years, but I just don't understand that new M3 for me is just a dog's dinner. I, don't, I just don't get it at all. Um, and the other car that of all the, I think super, there's nothing Lamborghini's making that really interests me. Two wheel drive Huracan, fine but missed opportunity not to give it a manual gearbox all that stuff i just i think we go through phases of supercars i'm not in one at the moment i'm just forget that but 812 gts i don't know why i just think the idea of a normally aspirated ferrari with the roof that does that i'm becoming old you know when the when the lockdown breaks the idea of jumping in that and driving just mooching to rimini and going past as many vineyards as you can would be utterly joyous. Well, shall we go half someone, which means the depreciation will be half. So the only deal has to be that your fucking dog can't get in it. If it does, the roof has to be off, so his gases go immediately out the car. Well, the, the, the driver can be quite squeaky at times as well. The, the, uh, but I just, there's something about that is, a, that is the kind of car that Ferrari does well. And it just gives you the experience, doesn't it? You just know it's going to be good. Yeah, it, I, I, I've got to say it's a car that winks at me. I, I um, you know, again, talking to Damien about, you know, the, the market being allergic to depreciation. I, I think, you know, that, that car's £350,000. You know, 
I can't see how you're not staring down the barrel of you know the best part of a hundred grand loss and and that's a worry you know and look they've done it with the SF90 that there'll be many people that will hate me for saying it you know an SF90 with an Assetto Corsa pack and a you know flirting with your dealer and Ferrari for for a, uh, over a few bottles of wine in Italy whilst choosing the 50 grand paint that you should have because you'll be the only guy with it you know it's 525 550 grand I, I think today you know the, they've only just started delivering them it's a 300 and something thousand pound car so I, I, why I, is I, it I, I, I could be totally wrong but I, ju I just think you know these they've got more and more expensive and uh, and, and we, we bitch about Porsche and not being able to get a GT3 RS and selling them to the wrong people but you know a GT3 for 150 grand you know it's a total <laughs> bargain Total bargain. Yeah. And what, why, oh, no. should, why shouldn't people be paying 50 grand over list for them? Because you'll still, you'll have more fun using it and less depreciation <laughs> than pretty much any other car in the marketplace. So ours have slightly calmed down now, haven't they? They, they, they took a bit, they dived a bit, but I think they're, they're sort of levelling out. Touring seems to have found their, their footing in the UK, but in America, there's been a bit of a push for, a couple of Tourings just sold for over $200,000 over there which is weird, if you ask me. Mine's probably worth about 35 grand because it's done so many miles and it's got largely and largely eaten interior. But I still, but I st and I don't care, I'll never tell it. Um, but the, I just think that that's, yeah, they get it right. They do. The Porsche seems to get it right with those cars. Yeah. And it's, you know, for me, a lot of it comes down to, down to price. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. That, was it that car guy's, chap that had the he had the rant about Porsche trying to get trying to get a GT3 out of the dealer. In, in all fairness, it what the, the what made me contact Damien is because um and, and you and I talk about this a lot, you know, it was he went into his local Porsche center that's now owned by a PLC, salesman's gone, you know, all those conversations he's had for the last 10 years about buying this and buying that and being looked after is gone. You know, you yeah. deal with the new sales. I mean, it's like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, you know, if you buy that Panamera Turbo that I can't sell, you know, we we might consider you for for the next something. And uh, you know, I, I, and my frustration with that, you know, I've gone from being a salesman to a customer in you know in different parts of the world. That is how you're treated. And uh, you know, if you if you're about to spend two hundred thousand quid, or it doesn't matter whether it's twenty grand, two hundred grand, you know, two million quid. You know, you want to feel special. You want to feel remembered. And well, I think you know, you a, a lot of, a lot of the dealers are, are, are missing that. Well, you you reach a point in your life where you've probably been quite successful, and in other areas of your life, you're either a leader or you have people that look after you and are deferential to you, and you expect to be able to get what you want. And you walk into a dealership and you realise actually you're not the biggest fish in the pond. That I think you're managing a lot of ego if you're a salesman. Um, but you know, I, I get accused of getting access stuff. You know, I've been lucky; I've managed to get a few cars. But I, you know, it's not—it's not as easy as you'd think. You, as you know, I couldn't get a 911. Um, I, I, and this is a car that, when it was launched, they cited my name as one of the reasons why they—you know—why they defined the car as spec-wise. I remember reading the reading the interview, going, "It's a bit punchy." And then I thought, oh, "I'll buy one of those." No, you can't buy one. But you said my name in the. Okay, fair enough. But I got—you know—I managed to get a Touring. But I think the next, you know, the I might be able to get one of the next ones, but it's not there's no guarantee that I that I get any of the cars. You know, I couldn't get a GT4 first time round. Lots of them I couldn't get, um, and I understand why because, frankly, there's people out there that have got a lot more money and buy a lot more Porsches than I do. So that's fair enough. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I, I just, I, that's where I just find the new game very frustrating. So it's far nicer to sit, you know, that, that's the great thing about collecting cars. You know, you can go on and bid on something. If you win, you own it. It's as simple as that. You know, you don't have to go and flirt with a dealer um, to try and get something. Um, so last thing I want to say is I, I need, I haven't got enough problems in my life. You know me, but I like to have a lot of problems in my life. You're, you're privy to a lot more of the personal issues that other people won't be. But um, uh, I want to buy a 456 because I just want a car that's going to be like that dog that just walks down the road trying to fuck people's leg. Um, <laughs> I, I've actually got one of those already. So, But I, I want a 456 Modificato manual. Um, and I just want to do, I want to try and use it as a sort of semi daily and just see how terrible it is because it's a lot of money to buy, but equally you could have a journey and an adventure in a car like that for less than the depreciation you'd have on, you know, for owning an eight twelve for two months. So I just yeah. think it would be great fun to do, be a good story. So hopefully we can find one between ourselves. There's, there's a couple for sale out there. I'd love to get one through collecting cars obviously because it'd be really good fun but they and it has to be a modificato because i just don't i just prefer the way it looks but i can remember trying to buy one um through a dealer and and they 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 wouldn't finance the car for me not because it wasn't eligible but because they just couldn't face ever seeing it again genuinely wouldn't i was there with money saying can i buy this car and they went no because we know it's going to come back with window droppers failed head gaskets and we don't we don't want to see it again we don't want to make the money out of you now we, we we sold a um, an, an automatic uh, black on black right hand drive car uh, four five six on the site and and the, the guy who bought it's on um, on Instagram and he, he I can't remember what he paid it was not you know it was like twenty two grand or something like that and uh, he's going on a real journey to make it make it perfect again um, you know it's a huge amount of car for the money isn't it well it is and, I, and for me that's part if you once you get into that zone. Your expectations are so altered. Like the, it's like the M5 Touring. You know, it's a V10 M5 Touring done 110,000 miles. You almost don't care how bad it's going to be. You knew. You went into it with your eyes open. You'd almost be disappointed if it didn't shit itself. <laughs> so, no, I think there's, there's lots of fun out there. And, and I just hope people can get out there and enjoy their cars and, uh, and start to enjoy motoring again. But as we all know the chance to be a bit of a keyboard warrior and to bid on stuff and to swap stuff around during lockdown has been, has been good. So yeah, I been, think yeah. I, I've, I've got to go back to some homeschooling, but I'm afraid because um, I've got to go and do an experiment that involves yeast in a minute and not, and not end up blowing stuff up. Lovely. Well, have a, have a nice day, Chris. Let's try and find a suitable guest <laughs> to do something with soon uh, for our podcast fans. Um, Yes, lovely. See you soon. Bye-bye. See you later. Cheers. Bye, everyone. Collecting cars. The safe, smart and simple way to buy and sell collectible cars. An online auction platform for the UK and Europe. Follow us on Instagram at CollectingCars and also CollectingCars.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.